Hello and welcome to the third episode of the Health Binge Podcast. I'm Adam Lahey and beside me here is... Stephen Ryan. The goal of this show was to get you down in weight, get you back into shape. We're in the third episode now. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. Like I had a tough week because I was trying to recover from my chest infection, but I'm generally feeling good. Well, you look livelier. You've got orange headphones on and an exercise top, so you've got to look down at least. Yeah. Maybe we should talk about how this week has been going for you so far, because last week... You can kind of tell you were a bit down in your spirits. You weren't feeling great. And anything you tried didn't seem to work out for you. Your eating wasn't fantastic. We found out that your lifestyle was a huge challenge to your the way you're going about things. Have you taken that up at all this week? Yeah, definitely. This week, especially my eating has improved considerably. I think one of the biggest contributions to that was the food diary that I kept. Like I had been taking notes of it, but it had been kind of a bit lackadaisical. Whereas this week I was far more diligent with it. So I think it, like, I know it's kind of still counterintuitive to be to be sort of overly conscious about what you're doing. But I think when you're writing down exactly what you, you're eating, you sort of, it becomes a thing. You kind of internalize it a bit more and you, you're sort of more aware that, oh, no, I don't want to, don't want to admit to that. We're at the quarter point now. Hmm. Have you any regrets or you're starting to feel a bit, oh, maybe I've, pardon the phone, bitten off more than I can chew? No, I think, like, it, it was slow and hard to get into the thing. But by virtue of the fact that there is a weekly review, it's kept it very much to the fore in my mind. So whereas in other efforts I've made in the past, and after maybe two weeks, if it's going bad, I just kind of go, eh, can't, don't care about that anymore. So as I think the review of it has kind of kept my mind focused. And even if I have a bad week, which I had last week, at least just kind of went, okay, I'm going to have to pick up the slack now again and move on. And I did that this week with, with regards to my eating, but my exercising was still poor this week because I was just recovering from this chest infection. Is it starting to feel hard now? You know, you just said about... Before, when you tried these things, you'd give up after two weeks. Have you had any thoughts this week going, oh, just give up, give up, give in? No. This week, was I was far more, I suppose, devoted to the thing. I think what really helped this week, and it was moving on from the failures last week and what we had said at the end of the podcast, I think having a breakfast in the morning meant that I wasn't particularly hungry during the day. The only time I was hungry was maybe late in the evening or, you know, and late in the night. Is being hungry a bigger problem or a bigger barrier to you than actually exercising? Yes, it is. Because I get cranky when I get hungry. Yeah. Um, and I become unbearable. And I'm aware of it as well. It's like the guy in the Snickers ad, you know, he becomes a diva when he's hungry. Just a kind of a general red mist comes down. I kind of can't tolerate anything or any. Around. Have you taken it out on anyone? Oh yeah. Oh, I, I'm horrible to be around when I get very hungry. But once I eat, I just kind of completely mellow out, and it can all happen within the space of about ten minutes, which makes it very uh, sort of polarized. Uh, it can really polarize my personality to be sitting there. Do you know they've made a word for that? What's the word? Called hangry. Hangry. 
It's like one of those compound words. You yeah. mix them together, hungry and angry. Uh, angry. I get really hangry. <laughs> you wouldn't like me when I'm hangry. <laughs> Last week, we thought a great thing that would keep you motivated is to keep diaries and things. And usually we do the section of the show as, as just a catch up, but we're going to try a little bit more formal this week. Okay. On Friday, we were here recording our last podcast. And when I left, I had to go to Galway to gig in the Roaching Dove. That went on and I didn't make it home till about half one Saturday morning. And I had to be up again at half four to drive to Dublin because I was acting in a web series. Is that what you call it? Like this is one of the things that where I become like super conscious of actually what yeah well you're typecast again because we talked about that in the first episode with the little ad I was definitely not typecast because well actually I kind of was to a certain extent Uh, I was playing a gay guy but I was playing the slovenly gay guy yeah so so there was uh, the other fellow was kind of chastising me I was eating a burger and he was chastising me for for eating the burger and not eating a salad did you tell these people you were I didn't on a know. diet I, <laughs> but it was well like, then okay the we, burger we, was manky as well I think the question that's on everybody's mind now considering the role you were playing and what you had to eat did you swallow the burger was disgusting and also in my head at the same time there was this just this continuing kind of like I'm on a diet I can't be eating this disgusting burger but lo and behold I made my way to half of it and then on Sunday morning I was supposed to get up and go to football training which I've sort of been missing but I woke up at around 10 in the morning and I felt very under the weather from this chest infection so I messaged them and told them I wouldn't be able to come to train, which was kind of disappointing for me because, you know, I had it in my mind's eye that I enjoy going to football training. It's, it can be a bit of a chore for me to go and go, OK, I'm going to go for a big walk now to be healthy and fit, whereas I actually enjoy going football training. That evening then I was running, uh, I took over from a Kerry comedian from Port McGee, Bernard Casey, running a club in Killarney called Teddy O'Comedies. On Monday, I, was just, I hadn't anything on. It was the first time in over a week. So I went, I caught a bit of a lawn. And then on Tuesday, I got a message early in the morning, but I missed it, which was disappointing because I'd probably given it a twirl. I got a message from Andy Joyce to go back playing five-side football. So my exercise was kind of a bit all over the shop this week. This morning then, I went cutting a big lawn. You know, it took me about two hours to do it. And that was grand. It was got me out and... Got me a bit of exercise. So your main exercise this week was the exercise of a 12-year-old Victorian child? Pretty much. The app you were reviewing last week, you said you were going to try and keep to that twice a day. I didn't, but I kept it once a day. How did that go? I think I need to find the exact... Like you had said, do it in the morning when you get up straight away. I probably should do that because instead I'm sort of like... Ugh. It's just hanging over me all, all day. For sure, and you'll do anything else yeah. except do that. I have to rearrange my sock drawer. What I really need to do is I need to just do it straight first thing in the morning. I'm wondering as well, like I felt really crap every morning when I got up. If I actually didn't feel really crap, would I be more inclined to do it, do it in the morning? Yeah. The biggest thing is, just like we said last week, is, is mindset. You know, you want to lose this weight. Mm. And a lot of the things we're doing are pretty fun. There's there's nothing that shouldn't keep you from encouraging yourself in this. If you do those seven minutes, maybe you're feeling bad and you're feeling sick when you wake up in the morning. Do that. It's a quick endorphin boost. You'll feel better in the day. A lot of people use running 
and things like that to contribute to mental health and they say when they go for a quick run during the day they feel much better after it and I'll attest to that because I used to do a lot of running and uh, if you get into it you just you know your your mind just kind of goes to another place like for the first few weeks you're just kind of like oh, I'm running uh. and since we're on the diaries the next thing we want to talk about is the food diary we said we were going to be more comprehensive in it this week and, and you thought that doing it last week, having it there in front of you is a little bit of a help in it. Definitely. Like I was very diligent with it um, and I tried to write it down, you know, in the evening of having done it as opposed to recollecting what I had. And as such, I felt sort of more attached to the food diary. Um, it sort of influenced what I was eating because... Uh, I didn't want to write down something bad and then have to come in here and go, I ate that. I ate that whole thing. Well, we'll see. Uh, give, us a, yeah. give us a blast of your food diary. Okay, so Friday after I left here, I went to Galway and I did get pure moody because I hadn't eaten all day. I had a chicken wrap. And then on the way home, I also had a chicken wrap. Uh, I had two chicken wraps because... Because one's just not enough. Yeah, it wasn't. They're actually really crap after you've finished you know like you eat it and it takes all of two minutes to eat and then you're kind of going ah that was somewhat pointless they're also quite expensive for some apparent reason I should probably just make my own wraps yes (laughs) yes you should (laughs) that's exactly what we're saying with the packed lunches you should make your own yeah Uh, next day the next day then I got up that was the morning I got up at Cockrow to go to Dublin you keep saying Cockrow you said Cockrow last week as well (laughs) again a Victorian old man you're both a Victorian old man and a Victorian giant so I got up um, very early and drove to Dublin and along the way I got a breakfast sandwich are they closely related to breakfast rolls they are how closely they come in a sandwich form Um, but I had said that I was going to eat a breakfast and this was my next day solution to eating a breakfast. I know it wasn't the healthiest thing, but also with the lack of sleep that I had and things, I kind of needed something substantial. Do you not find that um, eating big bits of meat like that makes you sluggish? I find that makes me very sluggish. I'm not a big fan of breakfast sandwiches or rolls, but I did feel I needed something kind of substantial just because... You know, I had to focus on my lines. I had there's a lot going on. I didn't want to be hungry or yeah, no, it makes whatever. sense. So it's kinda, it's a staple of the Irish diet, the breakfast roll. Cool. And then I um I had that manky burger I was talking about, but uh, I'd kind of didn't even really count that because it was more of a prop than anything. And as we all know, props don't have calories. Yeah, I'm, gonna <laughs> that, I'm gonna let that one slide. I went home then and I had uh, potatoes, pork chops and onion gravy. And that evening then I had a half portion of chicken balls with curry and a half portion of chips. So I basically had half a Chinese. But you got a takeaway? A half a Chinese. Okay, keep going. Then on Sunday, I was kind of feeling a bit guilty after the half Chinese I had. So I got up and I went, okay, I'm going to have my breakfast. So I had two eggs boiled. And in the day then I had hot and sour soup, which I had gotten the previous day in the Chinese. I had just <laughs> left there. So hot and sour soup. I don't think that's particularly bad. Hot and sour soup. Soup can't really go. You know, it's small and 
Soupy. Anything can be soup. <laughs> soup is just hot water with stuff Deep. in it. And then uh, that evening again, I had a wrap. So I didn't eat an awful lot on Sunday. Binge and purge. Binge and purge. Purge yeah. with Chinese soup from the day before. Took a while to eat up as well. Soup. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Monday, then I, for breakfast, I had one rasher, two eggs, and two slices of toast. That seems good. Yeah, it was grand. Uh, then for the for my dinner, I had a burger salad, which was just the meat of a burger and salad. And I had a few chips from that air chip thing. That air chip thing is really good. My mother has one. Doesn't yeah. mean they're healthy, but they're certainly a little healthier. They're, yeah. I did see your burger salad on Snapchat. It was four burger salads. You had four burgers in it. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a problem with that. It was my dinner. Just because you don't have a problem with it doesn't mean it's healthy. It's four. For people who are listening to home, you know those frozen burgers you get? I don't think it was get four either. It was four. Three. <laughs> four. You get them and... Uh, obviously you heat them up but they come in those packets of maybe four burgers or something maybe they're from a butcher but it's four of them but it's a lot of meat there's nothing really wrong with meat four of them but I had to keep myself going <laughs> how far were you going? <laughs> all that, that was with them was salad and like God knows that wouldn't have done much okay keep going I had a cappuccino and that evening then I had Ribs and salt and chili and a half a prawn curry with boiled rice. The other half of the Chinese. Then on Tuesday, I had three eggs and four slices of toast for my breakfast. Very good with the breakfast. Goes downhill from there. Uh, Not really. Yesterday, now I I was, but I was really in the zone yesterday on it because I knew it was coming up today. So I started to kick it up a bit. I had peppered nuts then. I was hungry and I, I, I said, I'm going to get something kind of healthy. I really didn't know how to feel about them. Because they weren't four burgers. <laughs> like, they were fine, but it was a bit weird. I, I, I would never think of putting pepper on nuts. And then uh, for my dinner, I had garlic prawns and salad that I made up myself. I saw a picture of that. That looked really nice. That's yeah. a really, really healthy meal. I think so. I hope so. It yeah. was, um, and that was all I had. And then this morning, I got up and I had three slices of toast and scrambled egg. And I had a carrot and a smoothie in it. Smoothies are fine. They've got a lot of sugar, especially if you don't make them yourself. They've got a lot of sugar. Yeah. Like I looked at the calorie thing. I think there's about like 400 calories or something for the carton. I know I probably shouldn't have had the carton, but... <laughs> yeah, just the juice inside would have been fine. <laughs> but okay, that's, that's your food diary. Uh, I'm almost afraid to ask what you think of it because it is a lot of, if not takeaway foods, foods that you may as well have gotten a takeaway, like burgers... But yeah, no, it's certainly a step in the right direction. But I feel you can be going further. And I think just researching things online, getting a little recipe book in a charity shop or something. I feel a lot of your meals you're coming from at home are from a lack of creativity. Yeah, I will say that isn't my forte. I don't, I don't really know what I'm doing. But does it never come into your head that like you're trying to lose weight? Maybe you should take it on yourself to... To look up a couple of recipes that might... We talked about when we used to do that radio show before and we, our big thing was cheap things that come for free where you can get... You can make your own sauce and do some pastas mm. or things like that that will taste just as good because if you make the sauce yourself, you know what's going into it. Yeah. And you know you're only making it because you're going to like it. But then again, I'm trying to stay... stay uh, like, I am trying to work on the whole foods 
thing as best I can now. I know there's been breads in there. Like that, the burgers, I don't really... Like, it's meat. And the salad is salad. No, I'm not saying it's awful for you, but in situations like this, when you're trying to lose weight, there's way better stuff out there that will help you get there a lot quicker. I'm just worried you're going to fall into this habit of not having so much creativity on it, and so maybe eating the same thing or eating the wrong thing again and again and again. But the most important part about this is that you're proactive in it and you want to try new meals. Like what? Stop. Don't be asking Just me. Stop. Don't Just be asking me burger. like what. You, you have to ask yourself like, well, what do I want to eat? What could be good? The prawn salad was a great idea. Yeah, I went into the shop and I saw prawns and I saw salad and went, huh, there we go. Yeah, a little bit more creativity needed there. Yeah. Last week I felt I was a bit mean. I put a lot of pressure on you. Probably were. <laughs> and so I right now don't want to be going, Stephen, your breakfast roll. And your four burgers and your one half of a Chinese. Well, you're just after going on about the breakfast burgers for like about 10 minutes there. So I don't want to be too mean about it. Luckily, earlier on today, we got a message from Stacey and she listened to the episode and she said, You're very hard on yourself. I think that was kind of what came through in the whole episode. So she sent me on a couple of words that I'm going to read out to you now. And maybe this is advice you can take from Stacey instead of. Me saying Stephen four burgers and half a Chinese and then another half a Chinese. Okay, I'm going to read it out now. Hi guys, I'm going to give you a few tips for the simplest reason that I would be a lot like Stephen. I make excuses when I'm away for the day or when someone comes to visit me or if my day goes badly and I just use that as an excuse to eat what I want. I make myself feel guilty afterwards. Bad moods make me want to eat crap again and the circle continues. It doesn't help when you're just getting into exercise and your body is tired and you're just starting into a diet and your body is adjusting. For example, if you're cutting coke out of your diet, that's caffeine gone. You're going to get headaches literally from withdrawal. Sugar crashing doesn't help either. Once you get past the first stage, it gets better. It shouldn't be an excuse if Stephen travels a lot. I understand it's an adjustment, but think of it this way. Famous bodybuilders travel a lot, going to conventions, teaching people, doing photo shoots, working out, etc. If they can keep up with their diet, anyone can. It's all about preparation. Snacks are important to stop cravings and get rid of hunger. You should never starve yourself. Eat when you're hungry, simple, but eat the right things. Almonds are great snacks. A bit of dark chocolate is no harm. There's flavoured dark chocolate in Little that's lovely. Orange is my fave, but not the whole bar. A bit of fruit, rice cakes with almond butter are nice too. Make your own healthy snacks. Chocolatecoveredkatie.com has fantastic desserts that are healthier. My favourite snacks are the Lara bars or the almond butter cups. And the most important tip, don't be guilt-tripping yourself if you do cave into foods you feel you shouldn't be having. It's normal and you have to live your life too. Just treat the next day as a new day. Remember that if you're exercising, fueling your body for exercise is crucial for energy. Make sure you're eating foods that recover your body after a workout with protein and you'll see a difference. And remember, small steps. Don't look at the big picture of how much you want to lose. Take it one week at a time. A loss is a loss. Feel good about any loss. Keep it up. And well done so far. Oh, that was nice. You're right. It was nice. Uh, it was really, really nice for her to send that message in, especially with all the time she'd given us last week. I think some of that is, is really good advice. Especially this chocolatecoveredkatie.com. You've been on it. I have been on it. And Katie, no matter how chocolate-covered she is, has some great advice. I've only gone through a couple She'd of... licking herself. <laughs> Wouldn't you? I only got a quick glance of it because I got this message maybe an hour before we went into recording. But there's some great things on it i saw these homemade chips 
but instead of using potatoes, she uses sweet potatoes or avocado. I don't, I'm, I don't know how to feel about sweet potatoes. I'm always disappointed. That could be a big problem with your cutting out boring foods instead of the food you should be cutting out. But this avocado chips were really, really interesting because she rolled them in this little batter that was made of good stuff. Now, I don't know what it was, but they looked delicious. And when you bite into them, they looked really, you know, soft and, and, and fluffy. That's definitely something you should try. Go on to that. And people listening, www.chocolatecoveredkatie.com. I promise it's safe for work. It's really worth a look. Do you know what it isn't safe for work? (laughs) (laughs) Pornography websites. It depends on your job. Stacey's put it really concisely there and in a very honest and personable way. Don't make yourself feel guilty. But you can't use traveling as an excuse to eat bad things. If your lifestyle means that you travel a lot, you have to integrate that. Here's a question for you. I'm off to London tomorrow. What should I eat? Something in one of the undoubtedly hundreds of healthy eating places that are in one of the world's biggest cities. And where would I find these healthy eating places? On www.google.com. Ah. Do you know what? This is paint by numbers, eat healthy. Go on to Google, go into Maps and put in healthy eating. Right. And you'll get a big list of places. But also, in case you get lost, you can press the map button and it will give you directions on how to walk there or get a bus there. Mm-hmm. When, I, when I was over in Canada, we used that all the time. We're like, yeah, there's, there's a restaurant. You can look it up on Yelp or something, but they've always got maps. But would they actually say healthy eating? For sure, yeah. Huh. There's absolutely no excuse not to eat healthy in London. Other than laziness. Try corn. You want a burger? Try corn burgers. You don't have to keep eating them constantly, but they're definitely worth trying once. Or falafel. They're good falafel. for you, and they're really, really tasty. What are falafel? Falafel is a mushed chickpeas with a blend of spices. Oh, interesting. You can put them in a little pita with some salad. Is it like hummus? I do a disservice to either to say they were, but I mean hummus is made of chickpeas. They're like little burgers, they're little balls of chickpeas with spices mushed together and you can put them in kebabs or generally anything. And do they mush you up like or do they kind of have the, the texture of a burger? No, they're round. But the corn burgers would certainly be burger shaped. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be trying corn burgers anytime soon. What have you got to lose? Wait. Exactly. (laughs) You really need to be open to trying these new things because you could love something. You're only barely touching your toes into going, you're having a prawn salad. Everybody knows about prawn salad. Look up something you've never tried before. Because when you go on holidays, you always try the food there. Hmm. Why can't you try different kinds of foods here? I don't know what's good for me and what's not. It's half the problem. But you can Google it. (sighs) That attitude is what's stopping you, though. It's not really, like, I don't think what I... Okay, the the few bits of Chinese weren't good for me. But I don't think anything else really was that bad. But this doesn't have to be casting a light on last week. This is going forward. Mm, I don't know. I'll see what I can get in London. What's the barrier to looking something up to eat? Because you've clearly got this, this barrier of, I don't know, but... Considering you just don't even know where I get a falafel. Tesco. Where? They're in on the, well, this is going to be arbitrary because not everyone listening is going to be in Limerick, but they're on the left wall as you go in, in the freezer section, you know, the just frozen, before all the cheeses. No, no, not frozen. 
and I think you can get six of them for like three fifty. Okay. That'll do you for like two wraps worth. You can have like put it in a pita and have a salad beside it. Really good. I will say the last time I was trying to lose a bit of weight, I ate a lot of salad. And my God, did I hate eating salad. Because it's boring. Oh, it's awful. So awful, awful stuff. Honestly, try and analyse your thoughts here. Why can't you look up exciting healthy foods? I don't know. A lot of it is I don't know what information to trust and what not to. So you're so not going to take a chance? A bit of that, yeah. Because, like, nothing would annoy me more than to substitute one thing for another and find out that made no real odds in the first place. But can't you see that's so much worse than not trying? Like, I know that prawn salad is grand. But you can't have prawn salad every night. No, I can have burger salad. And you've just said you hate salad and that's only two meals. Really expand your horizons because it's going to make this whole eating thing so much easier. Mm. And it will put a lot of initiative in you as well. I must get back into soups. I like soups. <laughs> yeah, yeah, soups are great. But again, step out there. Step outside your comfort zone. Because you've undoubtedly eaten loads of weird animals that you'd never thought you'd eat. Mm. <laughs> What's going wrong in your head that you won't Just go onto Google and go weird. healthy five minute recipes? Healthy five minutes, yeah. That can be your homework for next week. Maybe next week we'll have a section, Stephen's five-minute recipes. And you're going to come with three five-minute recipes that I've I need... I've website. <laughs> that I need to prove aren't boring. You can take them from whatever website you like. You don't need to create these, these recipes at all. I must get back into porridge too. I haven't... That's another outstaple. Get, get out there. Yeah. Come back with three five-minute recipes... And Snapchat you actually eating these during the week and talk to me about them. And if they're boring, we'll see how many you get out of three that are actually good, adventurous, healthy foods. Right, well, well I'll try anyway. Good. That's, that's a, I'm delighted with that. That's a great step in the right direction. We're going to talk about this week's challenge now. I told you last week it was roller derby. Have you had a bit of time to think about that and let that sink in? Yeah. Yeah, I hope I don't hurt myself. That's kind of... But My this it is a sport that's quite known notoriously for its injuries. Yeah, it seems to come really hand in hand with it. Like, what I are don't you want most to be injured? <laughs> what are you most worried about about hurting? My coccyx. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to land on my arse and hurt my coccyx. Not your your heel. I'd imagine, ro- like I've never put on roller skates, but I imagine they're kind of structured. My heel is um, like it's still kind of cut, but it's getting like I imagine in two days' time it'll be fine again. Mm. I hope I hope I don't fall on my arse. Have you? I've never had to go on roller skates. I've been on roller blades, and that's been crap. These will be easier though, because you've got you've got wheels that are side by side. I know it's all balanced on. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I think you can do it mm. because. Who thought you could do bowl dancing? Not you, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is not going to be as tough as pole dancing. It's going to be tough in different ways. And I think it will be good cardio because it's like running with some extra added difficult bits. And then there's the whole beating seven shades out of each other thing that comes hand in hand with roller yeah. derby too. But again, if I just fall over, I sort of don't partake much in the whole... Turtle syndrome. I'm on my back, I can't get up. 
yeah and that's i think that's my biggest uh fear of the whole thing that uh i'll essentially just be falling over no i, I can't oh, i'm not great in these kind of things well we'll find out you're in the safe hands of the limerick roller derby team and we will be putting videos up on the facebook so if stephen falls they're all going to see it it'll be well documented it'll be very well documented okay so we're going to pop over there now check it out we're here with Sarah Skeen from Limerick Roller Derby team. Sarah, how are you doing? Hi, how are you? Good. We're just going to get a quick interview with you. Tell us a bit about the team and a bit about Roller Derby before Stephen dons his skates and hopefully makes as much of a tit of himself as he can. <laughs> uh, for people listening who've never heard of Roller Derby before, can you give like a, an entry-level explanation of the rules and how it's played? Okay, so basically the track is set up in an oval shape. It's very similar to the shape of a cycling track. At any one time you have five players from each team on the track and you have four blockers and one jammer on each team. The jammer is the point scorer and the blockers are the points. So the jammer needs to basically lap the blockers as many times as she can in two minutes to gain a point for each person that she passes. And they don't want her to go past so they are allowed to legally block her Within that, there are legal target zones that you can hit and legal parts of your body that you can use. So no shoving with the hands, no using your elbows, no headbutting, no punching, nothing really rough and aggressive like that. So it's a lot about your upper body, your hips, your bum, your shoulders. They're all totally legal and your chest too. When you say legal, are they legal to hit people in these places on the street too? Um, that would be a matter for the guardy. <laughs> <laughs> and not me. <laughs> well, it's rough. Um, it, I wouldn't say it's rough. At the moment, the way the game is going is all about control, especially in the female sport. There's, it's really about like being positional and not letting that person get past more than hitting them a really hard hit and just sweeping them off their feet. While those things are really effective and they are great as well, sometimes you can end up getting penalties and it ends up being a lot more practical for us to be about control. Okay, so no sleeping anyone after feed? Trying not to. <laughs> but I might just be romantic enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so roller derby seems to have come from what you could call it like a cult sport. Like it, mm -hmm. it's, when it started it had some basic rules but it's really, really grown Yeah. since then. So like the way it kind of moved through the last few years is kind of came from being a race to an entertainment sport to now being a full-on contact sport with a very set rule set that changes quite often so each year they actually review the rules and everything so it's very similar in structure to things like rugby and GA we have our governing body which is the WFTDA and they trickle down our rule set every year and they review it every year the WIFT yeah like you were suggesting it's a really it's an aggressive sport and injuries kind of seem to go hand in hand with this whole thing is there anything that Stephen should be worried about? How much should he be worried in terms of trying it out today? I don't think you should be worried at all because there's no more probability than there is with any other sport. Like, I've seen many persons stretch it off a soccer pitch, a rugby pitch, a GA pitch. In roller derby, the best thing is to feel the fear and do it anyway because if you fear something, then you're probably going to end up falling. You're probably going to end up hurting yourself. You're more capable of just getting focused and sticking with what you're doing. Roller derby started out as, as a mixed gender sport but it's, it's a lot of it, 
it's comprised mostly of, of female teams today, if, if I'm not wrong. Do you think there's a reason for that? Um, I don't know if there's a reason for that. Like, it was set up, the, the current game set was set up by the Texas Roller Girls in the early 2000s. So I suppose they kind of spearheaded it as a predominantly female sport. And then the men's sport came later, which is kind of turning every sport on its head because every other sport has been started by men and women had to fight to be able to play it. Yeah. So now we've kind of opened the gates for something for women. Like, and generally a lot of the women haven't played sports before. It's very gender inclusive at the moment. The, the ethos for the WIFTA is that no matter what you identify as, you're welcome on a team. And no team has the right to turn you away. That right. everyone is inclusive. So. What if you're a real, like, asshole? <laughs> That's, that's not a gender. <laughs> if you identify as an asshole. <laughs> Adam says that everyone has to have a, a name or a nickname. Um, you can if you like. What's your nickname? My nickname is Boombox. Where'd you get the nickname from? From a move that I started doing was when I was in Fresh Meat. Did it involve a boombox? No. It involves the Limerick Turbo Box. Ah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's where I got the name. Um, a chicken hut snack box. What? It's a chicken the best limerick kind of box. box. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> With gravy and everything. <laughs> yeah. What's the, the box? You just, you just hit people? Uh, yeah, I hit people with a crotch motion to move them out of the way. God, Adam. The penny oh, really didn't drop there. No. Jesus. <laughs> I, I thought you were joking with the chicken hut thing. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, At least Stephen got me anyway. Yeah. At least one, one out of two ain't bad. Uh, so how did how did the boombox get involved? I remember someone I knew sharing it on Facebook. I think it was someone they knew was in it, and it just got shared from a friend of a friend. And uh, I emailed them and said I was interested. And at the time, I was working shifts. I couldn't make like the first session they had. So I then kind of went to the second session, and then I just kept coming. I just loved just it. I was it. really, really crap at the start. But as I said earlier, I felt the fear and did it anyway. And uh, that was like nearly three years ago now so over two and a half years ago and you've always been with the Limerick team yeah always been with Limerick Roller Derby so tell us about the, the Limerick Roller Derby team um, so this year is our fifth birthday it was established in April five years ago in 2011 it started off apparently with girls just meeting in Costello's for beers and talking about how it was going to be so cool and dress up and it was like at that time Derby was a lot about the image and it was like a certain image that went with it like it was really alternative really funky really cool um wearing face paints when you were playing games and stuff um and that still has carried on for some people like that's just part of their persona as they play derby a bit like kind of woodstock some of them still remained hidden. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of them didn't yeah so like since then it, like it took a while for the team to kind of take off like you know people moving away and people having their own lives and stuff like that and people coming and going some people have moved on to other teams because they've left the country they've left the county um a lot of people still remain in the roller derby and some people are coming back to us as well which is great um so now in the last two years it's really been the busiest two years for us um we've climbed really fast in the rankings from about being ranked about 250 in europe to being number 79 at number the end one. of last year. Huh? Who's number one? Who's number one? London Roller Girls. 
And like, do they deserve it, or are they just like they're poxy? awesome? No, they're really, really good. Um, well, say something bad. They, about them. <laughs> that's, <laughs> a, that's a crazy jump, though, to go straight up to seventy-nine. Yeah. That's unbelievable. So at the moment, um, I think as of last week, we were eighty-eight or eighty-nine. But that's only because we haven't played any games in the last few months. Okay. Um, so when you haven't been playing games, your points, your point score just kind of stays there. Other people start to accrue points, so they kind of jump you. But um, we have a game in Newport, Wales, this Saturday against a team called Tiger Bay Brawlers. We're playing their B team. They're going down. Hopefully. So they're ranked a good bit above us. They're in about the 50s. We're aiming towards the top 50 this year, so we'd love to give them a really good game. I hope you get there. Yeah. From my perspective, my whole goal for this project is to introduce Stephen to yeah ways of getting fit, but things that are also kind of you know a little alternative like mm-hmm. this. What about roller derby? Do you think can contribute to a kind of fitness regime? So there's definitely a sense of routine. It's quite an athletic sport. Like it, they're longer sessions than most sports teams would train for. Most sports teams would be like an hour, an hour and a half. It's really physical and it's works a lot on your leg strength and you have to have a really good core strength to be able to play it as well. So your cross training definitely plays a lot into it. You can't just rely on playing the sport to help you play the sport. Of course. You should be training outside but as well like lifting weights, doing cardio, whatever suits you, making sure you're stretching, doing yoga, things like that. It kind of depends on the person what and what they need out of the sport and how successful they want to be and you have to have a really good nutrition behind you as well which I'm terrible at. Uh, You guys have a fundraiser coming up or you guys have have an event coming up soon? Yeah um, we have our fifth birthday party on the 28th of May in Dolan's Warehouse. It will be a table quiz and we will be revealing our brand new logo our Limerick Roller Derby logo. We have... Can you tell what it's like now? Uh, We can't. (laughs) You will get a lovely lovely display of it on the 28th of May. It's basically removing the Limerick Roller Girls and changing it to Limerick Roller Derby. We're making it a lot more inclusive in the logo than our previous logo, which was very female orientated because we do have male members of our team as well. And because we accept people from whatever gender they identify as. So that was really an important part of it for us. And it was about showing that we are from Limerick and showing what we're about as a league. Are there any other uh, fellas um, roller? with us? Yeah. yeah. We have two guys that are actually on Team Ireland and they're going to be travelling to Calgary in July to play the Men's World Cup. I've seen um, that Yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I've eaten. I've been the Carvery. <laughs> so yeah, they're pretty lucky to be able to go and do that. So uh, Jeff and Mikkel, they've been travelling all over Ireland training with the boys and working really hard to get ready for that. What will my nickname be? Your nickname be? I don't know, we'll have to find out tonight. It'll have to come from your, your presence. Yeah. I'm thinking Bambi. <laughs> so where can people learn more about the team? If they want to join the team, if they want to come to a training, where can they do that? So our Facebook and our Instagram are just Limerick Roller Derby. Our Twitter is at Limerick Derby. And you can email us on limerickrollerderby at gmail.com. If you keep an eye on our social media, that's the best way to find out when we're recruiting next. We are recruiting at the moment for the whole month of May. You can come and join us any Wednesday. Um, it costs 10 euro, including your skate rental, and it just get, gives you a chance to have a feel and see what you think about it before signing up for a couple more weeks. Excellent, so check it out on Facebook and just put it into Google and you'll find it. Yeah. Excellent. Our website is www.limerickrollerderby.com. You have it there, get online. <laughs> Sarah, thanks very much for having us and I hope you hammer seven shades out of Stephen. 
Thanks, we'll try. We'll give them a go anyway. Thanks very much. We're just back from our session with the Limerick Roller Derby team. We are. What'd you make of it? Like everyone who's there really loved it and it was great fun. You know, as as I felt I was getting a bit better towards the end, as I was getting a bit more momentum. It was fun and the people are great fun to hang out with. But uh, I just am awful at it. Did you enjoy it? I did. It was something different. It was something new. So I did enjoy it. But at the same time, I found it horribly exhausting. Which is the definition of a workout? I don't like to be that far behind everyone else. You either. were quite far behind. Well, uh, it's hard to tell because you were being lapped. Yeah, but I was I was just not good at it at all. And I found that kind of awkward. That's uh, because of your competitive streak. Yeah, I, I would, you know, I did find it awkward just not being any good at it at all. Now, of course, like everyone else... Uh, there was another lad there and he was he'd done it for the previous week I'm sure if I went back to it I'd have all the basics and I'd be improving upon it and all the rest of it but uh, at the same time I just I felt like a pure lug besides the falling which was my favourite part Mm. of all the things we've done so far nothing has ever had you covered in sweat as much yeah like even just what looks, you can see uh, anyone who will watch the videos can see, you know, everyone going around smoothly gliding and there's Stephen kind of... Hugging the wall. Hugging the wall and just even as going a tiny distance, I found it extremely exhausting because trying to just hold your position, keeping your balance, it's like... I suppose the only thing I could kind of liken it to is kind of being in a constant state of plank. You being the plank. Mm. Oh, it was it was it was difficult. If I was able to skate, I'd say it would be great fun. You know, the actual roller derbying and yeah, and and all that. But uh, like, I was just awful at it. Did you hurt yourself? No. Because at one point you took a big outfall in your arse. I did. They were saying that the trick is, and I don't think any of this was intentional, but I, I didn't land on the my arse bone, but on the cheeks of my arse. So when I did come a cropper, I came down, you know, on my nice soft round arse. Okay. Um, that wasn't so bad. I do find, I did find um, my knees a small bit tired after it. You know, you come, you learn to come down on your knees. And I think I just not being used to it. While it's by far the best way to come down. <laughs> not to be coming down in your arse the whole time. Yeah, see, I was kind of jealous of you watching, watching you do it. Because I really like skating. I love ice skating. Are you able to do it? Yeah. Not amazingly, but I can I can go and, and stop and all that stuff. Like, I've, ice skating is my favourite. I don't know why. It's just, oh. we can glide in it. I'm always afraid that I'll fall and then someone will roll over me at their skates. And I lose my fingers. I'm not sure if that could happen. Probably could, but like... Uh, you know, if you have really sharp skates and somebody's full weight went over them. Yeah. How did you find the coaches? Oh, brilliant. You can tell everyone who's doing it, love it, and they're, they're a real community unto themselves. Like, even there was one girl was we were talking to, she was saying that... Um, She'd been doing it since I think it was March or February or March and 
she just couldn't get weight to get into the actual ro- roller derbying side of things. Yeah. That uh, she was saying it was just consuming her life essentially. That uh, all she was talking about was roller derby to her friends. It was. Uh-uh. She really just kind of found something for her in it, you know. And I think they do foster that the coaches. I I will say, because <laughs> I'm I'm crap at it, and I needed breaks. Um, because I just got really tired really quickly at it. There was always seemed to be a coach man marking me to make sure, obviously to make sure I didn't fall over. There was a part of me in my head going, oh, leave me alone so I can wallow in my own crapulence here in the corner, just sitting down with the skates on. I loved that though, because they didn't write you off. They didn't say, oh, well, here's... No, it, it was all, you know, to help me improve, to make me get the experience and to make sure I didn't... Yeah, they really uh, wanted myself. you to They succeed. really wanted me to, to do it. So is there anything positive you're going to take away from it? Well, it's a brilliant exercise. Mm. The, like you said, it was the one where I was really sweaty as coming away. I was roasting. And it's a fantastic community that they have. But in terms of, like you were saying, you know, you want to see me under pressure. And of all the things I've done, that was the one that I was really out of my comfort zone on. But you know what? It's great. Because now, you know, since the start, you can say, I've gone powerlifting, I've pole danced, I've tried out roller derby. There's not many other people that can say that. Yeah. Like, it is, it's fun to do these, and it's an experience. I'd love to go see them play. You know, because you can tell the trainers are very good at what they do. And sport sounds proper mental. It does. So I'd love to just go for the spectacle and see what exactly they do. Yeah, for sure. And like Sarah was saying... You mean boombox. Boombox. Like boombox was saying, you can see their fifth birthday party in Dolan's on the 28th. I'd even say that would be a great laugh just because they were great fun to be around. They were, yeah. They were brilliant fun. Had you anyone in the crowd, because there was a lot of beginners there as well, had you anyone paid in the crowd going, well, if they can do it, so can I? There's one fella who kept falling on his arse, and I was kind of watching him, and I was going, okay, this lad keeps falling over, so... I don't think I fell over as much as him, but that's probably a bad thing, because I was going so carefully yeah. and slowly, whereas he was probably trying, you know, harder to improve whereas I was just trying to stay upright right <laughs> not fall yeah I do know the guy you were talking about you could tell he was just so passionate going I'm going to do this I'm going fast yeah. as I can and, and better myself at it he was giving it socks whereas I was just trying to stay upright you just ended up with sweaty socks yeah that was Roller Derby you can find out more about the team on Facebook at Limerick Roller Derby and on Instagram and again a huge thanks to Sarah and Una and Ashling and the rest of the team for having us in yeah big thanks we're going to do the app review now. Last week we had you reviewing the seven minute workout by Peregree. The one I told you to look at this week is called Lose It Weight Loss Program and Calorie Counter by Fit Now. What do you think of that? I didn't like it. Why? Like I used it this morning when I was having my breakfast and there was a lot of work in it and just putting in the stuff. I'd sooner have just written it into my little book with the Arc de Triomphe on the front it's by no accident your little book has no kind of help in it though this does and this has a barcode scanner in it as well so you can be scanning your barcode barcode scanner I was quite impressed with I will say because I did scan the the um, Innocent Smoothie and it clocked it and I was wondering would it have clocked the Pet the Baker bread but I'd already the packet thrown in the bean 
so I didn't get to find out that but I had eggs and I had to put in the eggs manually and it was grand but it just there was a lot of foostering with it foostering that will help you like your food diary it'll help but are you actually just wasting your time foostering with an app I think generally it should be very simple for it to be helpful because like come dinner time then I don't want to spend my dinner time trying you know I don't want to spend 12 minutes after my dinner trying to log the thing if that's what it takes to help like the thing is it has you have to integrate with your life if you spend your whole time documenting everything that you're doing and the whole thing we've been talking about is you being unwilling to integrate things with your life well I had no problem uh, with the last week's app because I thought that was positive you do exercise it comes up on your app okay so tell me what this app does this app is it's calorie counter like one of the things on it was you've put in your details and it says how much weight you want to lose and it kind of sets your the amount of calories you should have and it gives you your finish date and I put it. I put in my weight, and I put in um, thirteen twelve, which was the goal weight that I wanted to get to. And it came back that with a plan, and that I'll finish on December the sixteenth. Yeah. And while that's grand, like I'd also clocks exercise and stuff. I think you're really missing the value of this app. I think it's too convoluted. It's not practical enough. I I use this app a little bit and. I found it absolutely brilliant because, yeah, it's a little time consuming putting in the calories of what you want. But there's people out there who, if you tell them what you've eaten that day, they'll come back to you and go, oh, that's how many calories it is. They've put the time into actually memorizing everything in this mental way where they know what calories are in everything. But like I was able to sit there this morning and before I'd everything ever put into the Yokoma Jag, I had it all clocked up how many calories I had had anyway. Well, then that's good. Because, that's something because I can do that handy enough. It's written on the side of the packets. I didn't know the eggs. I don't know how many. Yeah. I didn't know how many calories are in an egg, but I like I my slice of bread. It was written on the packet, and I had my smoothie, and it was written on the packet. But then put it into this, and this contrasts the calories you're intaking with the amount of exercise you've told it you've done that day. So yeah, but again. I don't know. I don't trust it. I don't think it's accurate anyway. You don't trust it because you don't like it giving you negative feedback. No, you could have a big egg. And that's not going to be the same amount of calories as a small that's egg. That's nitpicking. It's not nitpicking. It's telling you the truth. And also, you could have a slice of bread. And it depends what kind of bread. You could have, like, really healthy bread. Or you could have, like, sugar bread. I prefer to be just more conscious of it myself, of calories, rather than letting a computer try to figure out what the, what I've had during my day. The problem isn't for me being aware of what's high and low in calories, because I, I, I am aware. The problem is caring enough not to eat that burger that comes from Donkey Ford's and is bad for me. So this app, you don't, you don't like it then? It's not for me. What could the app do that would make it better for you? Maybe if I had even a better phone, it wouldn't annoy me as much. Because I'm, my phone has gone slow and I'm hitting... You know, it just takes way too long. And it, it kind of annoys me. And it's also, I'm putting it in to tell me something I already know. Okay. You know, it's just a lot of effort to document something I've, I'm already aware of. Okay, so lose it by fit now to big thumbs down. Way in time. Yep. Give us a really quick rundown on the last couple of weeks. I started out with 1812, 
which is why we have the 1812 overture as the uh, introduction music. Hey. I came down then to 187. Last week I was down one pound to 186. So hopefully I'll be down again this week. Fingers crossed. Okay, get yourself up onto the scales. Are you feeling Stevie Rootner in your pockets to lose any excess weight? Okay, go for it. Eighteen five. Another Down pound. One. Another pound. Another pound. How do you feel about that? Okay, I think I'm feeling good for moving forward. I think next week I'll break that eighteen mark. So come over and, and sit back down. So you're down a pound. Yeah. Second week in a row. Second week in a row. I'm not too bothered because I'm quite happy that I'm down a pound since my exercise was so lax this week. This marks the, like we said at the top of the show, the quarter point. Yeah. And I'm down, I'm down a half stone. I do kind of feel a lot happier in losing my weight. Like I feel good. I know this was this week because I was sick and things. I didn't get in as much exercise, but just by improving my diet, I'm down down that pound. I know I can work harder and come down a lot more as I, you know, since I'm getting, I'm feeling a lot better today. So I reckon maybe tomorrow the chest thing might move all, away altogether. So how much have you left to go now? Four and a half stone, Adam. <laughs> Four and a half stone. Like we started out with the title health binge. I think I'm actually generally kind of improving myself so that my attitude is no longer to binge on unhealthy things but I'm sort of making general adjustments that I can live with you certainly are there's no doubt about that you are doing really good keep pushing yourself <laughs> keep binging Every- more no not binging more. Just everything this week seems to come to your comfort zone uh, so just keep pushing yourself out of your comfort zone yeah I'm going to kick it up a notch this week because I'm starting to feel better again and that's absolutely great so I think uh, this week that uh, I will make a big push on it and I think hopefully like I'd love to break that 18 stone mark just for to kind of slap myself and once you get over the 18 stone you're going to find it a lot easier I think that 18 stone is becoming a mental barrier for you now well yeah I just need to I just need to kick it up and I think I can this week because I like the way I've improved my eating habits that was a kind of a key progression because exercise normally isn't the problem for me because I quite I like playing games and things. I think once I start adding exercise back into it because I'm feeling better, I think the two will kind of work together. It's more so that my diet was was really what was holding me back, not the exercise because I, I I like exercise. Okay, we're just coming up to the end of the show now. How are you feeling after this week? I'm good, happy with it. Yeah? Yeah. You're down a pound, feeling better? I'm down a pound. I know a pound isn't an awful lot, but I'm happy that that I did progress down that pound. I'm happy that I'm feeling, you know, I'm feeling a bit better. I'm hoping to shift this, this chest infection properly this week and make a go of getting my lot of exercise in this week. Good. Next week we'll have an entirely more positive, I'm doing great attitude. Mm. and more falling down hopefully somewhere along the line last week we did the checklist this week I'm going to prescribe you some more things the first is one we talked about earlier on the five minute meals so I want you to get only three 
You what does a five minute meal constitute? A meal that takes five minutes to make. You can find them online and this is this is kind of to pr- improve agency as well that you were saying you don't know what to cook, you don't know what to mm. eat. So you don't have to make up these recipes at all. Go online, look up, just put in healthy recipes, healthy quick recipes or anything like that into Google. Find three that sound easy to make and appealing to you. Write them down, cook them, eat them, Snapchat them as you're making them and stuff, and then come in next week and lay them out for us. How do you feel about that? Cool. Doable? Easy enough? It's doable, yeah. Good. Second I'll is... I'll leave them all to the last minute and have three five-minute meals for <laughs> one day. Second one is, continuing on from last week, up your seven-minute daily workout to twice a day. Mm. The last one, which I think is just going to be good for keeping you in a routine... Is when we were at the roller derby, one of the coaches, Ashling, did a couple of stretches as a warm down with the team afterwards. And I think when you're exercising and you're trying to get up this daily exercise and even around your seven minute workouts, these stretches, from the way she was doing them, they didn't look easy. She must do yoga or something like that. And I think those stretches would be really good for flexibility. Yeah, no, they were they were good. It's it's important to warm down anyway when you're doing exercises for sure because it allows you to recover quicker and things. Well, that's that's your homework for next week, and you'll have another after review as well. We look forward to seeing what that is next week. Cool beans. Well, that's it for this week's show, Stephen. You're feeling good after the week. Super good. Listen in again next week for some more falling down again. Hopefully, some app reviews and. Stephen's food diary. I'm really looking forward to this this five minute meals. See what you come up with. It could be a lot of fun, and you'll learn something at least. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again next week. Keep it real.